Welcome to the Manufacturing and Supply Chain CEO Podcast. I'm Martin Harshberger, President of Measurable Results LLC and martinharshberger.com. I'm a retired CEO of both a manufacturing company and a third-party logistics company. We were lucky enough to grow both to eight-figure organizations. I've been consulting with small and mid-tier companies for the past 16 years. Our mission with this podcast is to provide a forum to help CEOs in these critical industries share their stories, share best practices, and learn from each other. If you'd like to be a guest in our podcast, go to www.martinharsberger.com slash apply. Each interview will take about 30 minutes. Thanks for listening. Hi, welcome to this episode of Manufacturing Supply Chain CEOs. I'm Martin Harsberger, your host. I have Paul Singh, Chief Revenue Officer of TATA, Cognitive Systems. Welcome, Paul. Thank you. Um, Thank you for having us. Did I did I say Tata right or is it Tata? It's Tada Cognitive. Tada. Okay. Yeah, like magic. <laughs> oh yeah, good. I like it. That's good. Tell us a little bit about your company. So I think, like you just said, uh, Tada, which is uh, you know the magic is in the data, right? And the data magic only comes alive when you get actionable insights that you can really do something with in your business. So that's what we are about. We are we make magic out of data. And then we were saying, hey, you know, a lot of people might claim that and given enough time, maybe everybody can create that magic out of data. So what is so special about us? So what is so special about us is that we could do it faster than almost anybody can. And that's why we rebranded the, you know, our whole site as Tada Now. So if you ever were to go to our website, it'll, it's called tadanow.com because we create magic and we create that magic instantly uh, from data. So g- give me an example of when you talk about, um, I agree with you, number one, I've been in uh, over 40 years, I've been in hundreds of companies and, and most companies, especially manufacturing companies have a lot of data. Mm-hmm. Also, the same thing as most companies don't use it. Uh, they don't know how to, they don't trend it. They don't, they don't uh, really pick it up and, and tell me how, an example of what your company would do to, to make it easier, faster for them. I think there are, there are many examples. I think uh, the good news that came out of COVID is that suddenly supply chain and digitization of supply chain became really sexy, became a CEO priority, uh, something we've been working on for years. So to give you an example, we have one of our very large Fortune 100 customer uh, they came to us and said, hey, you know, I don't have any visibility into what is happening with COVID coming around. You know, my suppliers in China got shut down. My European suppliers are getting shut down. And so I need to figure out what is going on in my system. And all of my current systems are failing because they just weren't designed to deal with this changes that are happening in real time because they're all historical based systems. Yeah. So we got on the job and within about 12 to 18 weeks, we showed them that how we could build a whole supply chain control tower for them where they could see in real time all across their network what's happening with each of the, uh, you know, inbound chains, uh, supply chain and what they are going to get, what they will be able to make, what they can make, when they can make this. And um and they liked it so much that they continued to expand more capabilities on it. And now they've built a whole 
collaborative system with multiple suppliers. They have somewhere around 1500 suppliers on the system who can go in and input the information as and when, and they keep a real time uh, collaboration and status going with these guys, as opposed to, you know, the old fashioned way of uh, spreadsheets and phone calls. So if I understand correctly, and what I saw in my, my company, we talked about it before we started recording. I had a value of logistics company and, and I outsourced uh, return management for most of the large uh, computer companies in, in the country at the time. The biggest problem they had, they had systems, but the systems didn't talk to each other. They didn't, they didn't update. They didn't, there's nothing networked. So what you're saying is you're, you're creating a platform for everybody to come in and, and kind of like a blockchain thing where they come in and everybody updates their status and you make that available. Is that, is that correct? Yes. So we actually work across today about 200 plus systems that we can connect to yeah, and essentially make sense of the data all across. So the biggest problem in data obviously is when you try to bring this thing together, you are dealing with lots of issues of data being not clean. How do you ingest data from all these systems? and so on. So all of those are built into our tool set where we will point you to, hey, by the way, this is what we are seeing. So you can say, okay, fine, I understand. So I will take this. So we have all of this tool set already built in. And then, so we call this sort of this process, we we kind of uh, brought it down to what I call this four-step process. So the first step is in trying to understand what are the problems that our customers are trying to solve. Once we get a handle of it, then what we do is we have this process where we, uh, first of all, we create a digital twin of your supply chain. And we can start with a very small um, subset or we can start with your whole chain altogether. So you could only do logistics part of it. You may only do production part of it. You may only do supply chain part of it, or you can do all of them. So we build this digital twin of almost every part components and then try to create a network of all these digital twins working together. And then what we do is the second part of our, uh, you know, that process is what we call uh, bind, i.e. we take the data from all these sources and understand what data is needed by the digital twins to really make sense of. And we bring that data from all these different sources together into the digital twin, which is what we uh, have our patents on, we call digital duplicate. And then we have a no-code platform where you can build any kind of persona-specific um, applications that you need. So that way, a material planner only needs something that they need for their job. They don't have to learn a whole new system where 90% of it is really not relevant to them. And so yeah. that's what we do. One of the problems we had, and I don't, I don't marry, I'm dating myself a little bit, but the big thing was repopulating fields. When you tie systems in, the data is all the same, what you're looking for, but it's, it's in different places. How do you overcome that? So I think that's a great question. So we have this problem constantly, like you mentioned, you know, somebody calls it company ID, somebody might call it company NM, or somebody may say it, company name in some other field, and some may have company dash name, right? Exactly, yeah. 
So this is where we have a smart enough of a technology that really figures out, hey, uh, it is the same field, but instead of us automating that on you, what we do is we point it to you while you're doing the data integration and say, hey, this is what we are seeing. And if you accept, then yeah, we can make the change for you, but you can basically figure out if this is indeed the problem. Oh, so you're not you, you're allowing the customer the end user to do data entry essentially on the front end rather than try to do it back. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's that's pretty cool. Because I mean, that was one of the biggest problems we had. All the systems that we brought in were different, and we had to we had to reconstruct all the forms with every new customer. Yeah, no, we we also have a forms package already built in. So if you you know, a lot of times you deal with a lot of suppliers that may not have the most sophisticated technology and they may not even want to expose their technology to you, in which case they can just use a simple form and input the information to you as well. That's awesome. That sounds good. Well, how did you get into this, this, this role personally? So for me, you know, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I have done multiple startups, have been lucky enough to take a company public uh, sold few companies. And, uh, so after my last company was sold, I've been working with various startups and kind of helping them scale their marketing and sales. And, you know, uh, when somebody introduced me to the founder of the company, uh, a common friend, um, introduced us and said, Hey, you should talk. So I started talking and I was very impressed with the technology that the company has built. And it kind of looked like a hidden gem to me. And I said, okay, <clears throat> you know, as a person who has spent many years in marketing and sales, I think this is a great opportunity to build a very large organization here. And so, so I took that challenge and I'm here for the last, uh, you know, year and a half. We made great progress. Um, company has, um, you know, transitioned away from, um, you know, where we were to, you know, revenue is continuing to grow. We are finding new customers, new markets, and we have a very clear product strategy. So all of these things are now falling in place. That's awesome. And one of the things I usually ask is where do you think your industry is going? But it seems like the last two years with COVID and the supply chain issues we had, the kind of the industry is, is right in front of you at this point, doesn't it? Well, I think it's kind of interesting, right? Supply chain was one of those topics that nobody cared about before. And suddenly it's a talk of the, you know, President uh, Biden talks about supply chain as if it's, you know, uh, having something for snack or something. Uh, so, so that's kind of good. But I think we have, I think there is, there are so many forces at play, right? You look at uh, the Ukraine war, the political the relationships that are happening, you know, with between China and the U.S. and other countries, and all of these things are, and you know, what happened in COVID and what's happening post-COVID. So I think the whole supply chain is about to be disrupted in the sense that the old systems that were designed 10, 15, 20 years ago. Uh, where, you know, globalization and going to the lowest cost supplier in the world was the only thing that was on the top of mind. I think uh, we are in for some ride where all of these supply chains are being rethought. There is a lot of regionalization or 
nationalization or whatever you might want to call it. So I think we're going to see some major changes in the supply chain business in terms of how different you know, factories, you know, would it be really that large factories everywhere? Would it be small distributed factories everywhere? I think there are going to be a lot of changes that the corporate um, you know, CEOs are starting to rethink if they need to change their supply chains from the previous utopia of uh, you know, globalized one world to now sort of divided world. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. What what the last few years did, I, I think the supply chain was always weak because it wasn't really designed. It just happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I think this what what happened is the last two years, it showed just the weaknesses that exist. And, and uh, I agree with you. I think it's going to have to be major changes to the thing. I, I think a lot of the supply chain problems were ma- were masked over the years because distributors and so on carried extra inventory to make up for holes in the supply chain yep. that they may or may not be there. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so I think that's going to force that out of the, out of the, the industry right now. It's going to be pretty exciting to see what happens to it. Yeah. I think the days of, uh, you know, over inventorying and um, you know, not worrying about and buying whatever. And I think the whole concept of just in time probably has to be rethought because just in time never you know, didn't fare well for most people. And so I think, and I, I also think that there, this is like a time for companies to rethink the relationship with their suppliers, not just with tier ones, but go to tier twos and threes. Um, because as they rethink and build those relationships with that next level, I think it will help them as well as it will help the whole economy and all the suppliers too. Absolutely. That's one reason when I started the podcast, my manufacturing is kind of, I always kind of liked it, but you can't look at manufacturing future without looking at the supply chain. They've got to work together. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and and the the old automotive strategy with supply chain was I got to look over my costs. I'll go beat my suppliers into submission. (laughs) And and that happened for years, but I think we're getting smarter than that. And and if you don't have partners in the supply chain, you're going to wind up out of the game. Yep. And I think this COVID hopefully taught lessons to people who didn't really worry about these things. But I think your suppliers are equally your partners, whether they are tier one or tier two. And the more you make them part of your network, the better off you will be in, uh, you know, in the future as well. Absolutely. I agree. So what's next for, for Tada? Uh, so I think what's next for us is, so, you know, right now we focus a lot on discrete manufacturing. That's our um, sweet spot. And we have few of the wins in the CPG retail area as well. And then we recently built a model for the healthcare uh, supply chain, where we are working on asset management with a large hospital chain. And I think we will continue to see those things evolve for sure. And I think as time goes on, because our technology has wider implications beyond manufacturing and, you know, CPG and retail. And so we will continue to extend it to other areas as we build new digital twin models for all those organizations. Uh, I mean, today we have perfected, obviously, on the manufacturing side and the distribution side already. 
But the, but the concept is the same, whether it's manufacturing or healthcare, it's the same oh, thing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I see where we trans, transfer over. And I think healthcare is a, a place where there's a real need. I mean, they don't typically don't run that as a business and, and it's getting so expensive. They've got to do something differently as well. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we are working with a um, hospital chain where they have about six hospitals and uh, we are uh, helping in the asset management side of things, as well as the supply chain side of things. But asset management is equally an important part for the supply chain side of uh, healthcare. What would you say is your biggest differentiator between your company and and the other companies out there trying to do this? Uh, So I think there are, there are many, many differences, some subtle, some uh, big ones, right? So I think our biggest differentiation today is that what we do, maybe others can do, but they will do it in a year, maybe 18 months, and we will do it in 12 to 18 weeks. And nobody comes close to this speed at which our technology can help you get there uh, than any of our competition. So that's number just, one. Just to clarify, is that because the technology is so easy to mani- manipulate or is it because you have a, a whole ton of programmers? Or, tell me a little bit more why you can do that. Yeah, great question. So no, we don't have a whole lot of programmers. So we built this whole architecture um, over the years. And so just, just to take a step back, right? So the company started out as a management consulting company uh, about 25 years ago as CGN Associates. So the company was in the management consulting business, helping lots of companies with their supply chain uh, issues. And about five, six years ago, our one of our founders said, hey, you know, it seems like we keep on going into companies and solving the same problem over and over again. You know, they bought, they keep on buying, our customers keep on buying more technology, but it doesn't seem to change anything that what we do because we still go in and solve the same problems. And so let's automate that process. Let's figure out a better way to do this. And so one way to do that was to do it in an old traditional way, right? Where you kind of set up this giant data analytics project, you look at all the data everywhere and so on. And, you know, built on the relational model, but the data models keep on changing. Data keeps on changing. So that model was not very scalable. So our founders came up with a new concept which has been around in the industry from a component level called the digital twin. And so they extended it and created what we call a digital twin of the supply chain, which is where we take all the different components in the supply chain, build a digital twin for each of them and create a network of all of them together. And then by putting the right data inside of it using our data fabric technology, we can now basically create a very fast engine which gives you all kinds of insights and we have a no-code platform. So no, we don't have a whole lot of number of engineers, like you said, but we actually made a no-code platform so you can actually quickly build any of those applications that you need very quickly from it as well. Yeah, I kind of figured that's, I wouldn't have asked you that question if I thought you didn't. Because yes. I guess just listening to you, yeah, it's not going to be a bunch of people that do that. That just adds 
a complexity to the process. And, and I wanted you to say, or tell me or explain to me that the, the technology allows that, which is, which is critical. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You said something I've been doing it, working with companies from back when I did turnarounds and uh, in, in my own company and dozens of other companies. And you say all the problems are the same. It's exactly right. I see the same things I see today as I saw 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. The same kinds of things. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to me. Uh, I don't know if it's a thought process or what, but tell me something, uh, anything I didn't ask you about Tada that you want to bring up or how, how do people get in touch with you? So I think tadanow.com is our website. You can always fill out a form and ask for information. That's probably the best way. And, uh, you know, uh, we obviously participate in various industry forums. We're going to be at the uh, Gartner Conference, CPO Summit, TICON, a few of the others that I remember in the next, um, you know, 60 days we're going to be at. And so come and see us, you know, talk to us or come to our website and see if there is a supply chain problem that we can work with you and help you, um, you know, get a solution. And I think, uh, you know, Gartner called us a cool vendor uh, last year in this area because they felt that we have a very unique uh, technology. And now, you know, there is a lot of talk about digital supply chain twin by Gartner. And we are very happy that they're doing that. And, you know, we have about seven patents applied in this area already. Um, most of them uh, granted and some of them in the process of being granted. And um, that technology gives us a very unique end edge and we want to bring that advantage to all of our customers. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are getting your arms around a really complex problem. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Paul, thank you for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Sure, it is, it's been my pleasure and thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Manufacturing and Supply Chain CEOs. If you're a successful CEO in manufacturing or supply chain and would like to be part of the program, please visit www.martinharsberger.com slash apply. If you got some value out of the interview, please share it on social media. We'd really appreciate it. Also, if you know someone that would make a great guest, tag them and let them know about the show. Again, our mission is to focus on manufacturing and supply chain CEOs. We'd like to share your story and provide industry trends and updates that would interest our listeners. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. Make sure you don't miss an episode. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and interviews go a long way in promoting the show. You can connect with me on social media. I'm on LinkedIn at uh, Martin Harshberger. Or through my website, www.martinharshberger.com. Again, we appreciate it. Thanks for listening.